0: Well, hello there. It's another Weekend Update. I'm Jim Harrington.
1: And I am Bill Knight. How are you today, sir? I'm
0: good. I'm good. Uh, I live in the Northeast, and, uh, you know, the weather, it's amazing. It's almost like someone threw a switch. Uh, during the holidays, we were up in the 60s. Uh, the weather was really nice, and I thought, isn't this nice? Maybe we'll get, the, yeah. get through the whole winter without a problem. Now, um, it's down in the upper 20s, lower 30s. It's incredibly windy where I'm at. And I don't to-
1: need a barometer to figure that out. I got knees. Yeah.
0: And they're talking about, uh, uh, I guess, some massive storm system that's moving uh, from the Midwest toward the Northeast again. So, you know, it's going to be one of those winters, I'm afraid.
1: Well, thank goodness. You know, last weekend we were uh, we were talking about uh, Biden and his vacation and him yeah. getting back from vacation. It's been a long week for him, so uh, he's uh, headed off on vacation. Again. Yeah, I heard about he left that out yesterday.
0: And you know, he was in, he was incommunicado. That means he, you couldn't find him anywhere right. for four of the five days this week, from Monday through like Thursday. Uh, nobody saw Joe, so goodness knows where he was. And then I guess he came out and they found him, and he was strolling the streets of Allentown, Pennsylvania, looking at small business talking with uh, business leaders and being heckled, by the way, by protesters who found him there. Did you see that video, Bill, by the way, of uh, he's in a library and this young, I would say, 11 or 12-year-old girl is is reading her book. So help me God, it's the creepiest thing. He bends down as if he's looking at some books on a shelf right behind her head. He must lean about uh, six inches away from her. Mm -hmm. And she, all of a sudden she looks up and she can sense that there's somebody right behind her. And she looks back and then she recoils a bit. And then she recognizes who it is. And she kind of gives this nervous smile. It was the creepiest thing. I thought, what the heck is this guy doing?
1: He's an idiot. And uh, what he's doing, God only knows. But I can tell you this, it's not good. And he's a pedophile. Well, you know, and, you know, you got the—now, I'm surprised his name hasn't come up yet. Now, maybe it will mm-hmm. on uh, Epstein Island, but, you know, I I don't have it in front of me. I gave you some disturbing numbers yesterday because I wanted to know. I was actually uh, researching something on uh, the abortion. You know, the, the, that's—abortion issue is something the Democrats want to push and push and push and push— and the u i mean the the conservatives they're they're not talking abortion they don't want to talk about it but they want to talk about the border and that is the bigger issue and as far as i'm concerned the border issue is talking about abortion because you know we need to abort biden's policies there because mm-hmm. we've got a lot of unwanted entries into this country that uh, not only are not wanted but It's not good for the health of this country, nor their own health coming here. They need to go back home, and their countries need to take care of them. We cannot handle the load of people that are coming here. And why Biden's opened up the borders, I don't know. So if I were Republicans, I would shift that border narrative or that abortion narrative yeah, you know what? We need to talk about abortion. The abortion is happening on our U.S. borders, and we need to stop the influx of illegals. Well, Texas is trying to. You heard about what Texas is doing? Yeah, they they had their National Guard uh, basically kick the government out of the border so that they could what uh, was Eagle Pass?
0: Yeah, and uh, but I would I'd be willing to bet you that if it works in Eagle Pass, uh, they're going to spread it out, and they literally are throwing the Border Patrol out of that area and moving the National Guard troops in now someone from the border patrol explained something to me and i was uh, i was happy to hear this you know you see pictures in the news of the border patrol cutting the barbed wire and you think mm-hmm. my god they're facilitating these illegals to come into the country but the guy said that's not the case at all he said the barbed wire is placed a distance from the actual border so by the time uh they get to the bob wire meaning the illegals they're already in the country they're already here he said and then it's the border patrol's job to arrest them and you can't arrest them if you have the bob wire separating you from the illegal plus you have the uh the other thing about them being injured you know you, they they do try no matter what to get across the bob wire and some of these people get badly uh, badly well, we injured
1: can't- It's a buffer zone, but you cannot put the bob wire on the Mexican side because they're not going to have anything to do with it. And if we go and put it over there.
0: Well, you know what the most effective thing was in in the courts? You know, when your own government is fighting for the illegals, then you know there is something wrong. I mean, we had those buoys that they strung out in the uh, Rio Grande River, and Mm. they were incredibly effective. They were good-sized buoys, and I guess it made it— impossible for the illegals to get over them. And so the the state, I guess the government, the federal government went after the state and uh, got the courts to say, get rid of them.
1: You know, let me ask. Go ahead. Well, I was going to say, let me ask you a question. You know, Texas is a state that would do it. You don't mess with Texas. That is their motto. That is their when kids are born, the first words out of their mouths, the baby's mouth, is "Don't mess with Texas, <laughs> ga and that's what they're inbred to think and say, and that's how they are there. If you've ever lived there, you know this, and that's a good and bad thing. But you know, Texas—if there's any state that would succeed from the union, it would be Texas. What would that do for the country and our economy? It wouldn't well, be great. Well, you know, for the I was told that Texas.
0: Texas is supposedly the sixth largest world economy on its own. The state well, of Texas on its own is the sixth largest world economy. Think about that.
1: Yeah. I'm having a hard time believing that California has has uh, one of the biggest economies out there. I think it might be bigger than Texas. I
0: I, I, I think it might have at one time. California's yeah, in a, it, a you know, mess. Newsom's
1: killing it. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's, people are moving out, but I'm, I'm saying... You know, that's a damned if you do and damned if you don't situation. If Texas were to say, you know what, we've had enough and we're just gonna and we're gonna pull up our stakes and put up our own border and you woke Americans aren't allowed here. We are the uh the nation of Texas. And that's it. Well you know, what what a, were they
0: before? They were the Republic of Texas before they were a well, state. Then they
1: could be, yeah, they could be the Republic of Texas then. Well,
0: it'll be interesting to see uh, how this develops, but Texas should have a right to protect its borders because the federal government has abdicated that right. Uh, they're not doing their job. You know, mm-hmm. it's, in, it's interesting. Um, you have Democratic representatives saying openly in press conferences and on the floor, they're saying how important it is that we have illegals in our country to... Uh, work in the fields and to uh, get the fruits and vegetables so we have those on our dinner table. That is a line of garbage, okay? That is a line of—they're saying that if you don't have illegals, the crops will rot in the field. Think. Think about that. Mm -hmm. We'll lose our crops. Folks, okay, maybe the farmers are paying less for workers when they pay illegals, okay, maybe they're paying them below minimum wage and they're saving money. But if they paid more, they would, get, they would get unemployed Americans to work in the fields. Now, I would suggest that the federal government take all of the millions and millions and millions of dollars that they're spending to house, transport, and uh, facilitate good living for these illegals, and give it to uh, agriculture in our country. Maybe make it uh, uh, some kind of a, a, a subsidy that you give to the farmers for the cost of labor, okay, specifically. So you say to the farmers, look at you're paying $3 or $2 per person for illegals. Okay, we want you to pay the minimum wage that's 15 or $20, okay? We'll subsidize that. We'll subsidize every. You get some Americans to work in your fields. You get some legitimate citizens who are unemployed to come into your fields and make minimum wage, maybe a little more. We'll subsidize that. What you're doing is you're putting Americans to work. You're putting citizens to work. You're subsidizing them. Yes, you're subsidizing the farmers. Look at, we're subsidizing a war in the Ukraine right now. Mm. What the, what the heck well, good is that, Bill?
1: Well, it's not good, but you know you're right. Uh, if we if we sat there and put money into subsidize uh, the workers working out in the farms, and I'm not opposed to saying, okay, you're you're unemployed while you're looking for a job, you know, you dedicate certain amount of hours for those kind of jobs that okay. are subsidized, and it doesn't do anything to your unemployment benefit. What it does is it gets you out doing something, and maybe that is a good your-
0: idea. That is a ver- you're saying essentially, even if you're an engineer. Even if it's ben- beneath you normally to work in a field, no, you got to do this. Yeah. Oh, that's that's an interesting thing that you're, you're giving them money a, d- a day's wage. Uh, maybe they only have to work half a day.
1: You right. Know? They they because they, they have to look for a job and they're filled. But if they if they if they can, maybe, maybe what they do is they say, look, you got to work a twenty hour week. You can lump those hours into two days, three days, four days, whatever it is, and then you take the other because. You're not going out, hi, I'm looking for a job every day because it doesn't work that way anymore. You're doing it at emails. You're going to job banks. Hell, I own a a website that has a job board on it. You can put your resume on there, and you can look at jobs on there. And there are thousands of jobs on there, and with one click of a button, you're there, and you're you're into all these jobs. So – the way that you look has changed anymore. Now it doesn't mean you're going to find something like from my website or any other, but it does mean that the game has changed. But Bill,
0: they're trying The the, the left is trying to create an image that we won't exist without illegals in the fields.
1: No, they're trying to nurture votes. That's what they're doing. They're bringing these people in and. Unfortunately, what you suggest or I suggest, uh, the Democrats, if they embrace that and said, well, that's a good idea, let's do it, then they're going to say, well, now, wait a minute now, the workers that you have to hire have to pass the litmus test that we give them for diversity, equity, and inclusion, and that includes the illegals and, you know, do you have any transgenders in there, no genders, uh, nature genders, whatever, you know, whatever, you know, they'll have every identity in the world. But just a regular person that um, has a wife and kids or a, a, a wife that has a husband and kids or a single mom saying, nah, yeah, nah, I'm sorry, you, 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 you don't fit this minute, dismal Scale here that we got. Sorry, wish we could help you.
0: You know, we had, I, if memory serves me, and it usually does, which is amazing, uh, but we had a program where we allowed people who were not citizens to come across the border during like growing season or whatever and to work the fields. They had to, I guess, register and they had to leave. They made their money and they left. Yeah, it was a work uh, visa. And, um, so what's wrong with that, uh, woke left representatives? Why isn't that program being talked about? Just letting people come in. You're also saying, by the way, that people are coming in and working in the fields. Well, they're not working in the fields if they're living in a gymnasium in, in uh, Brooklyn, New York. You know, they're not working in a field if they're in Chicago in some shelter. They're up there. They're. they're why should they? we're giving them $2500 a month. We're giving them three hots and a cot. We're giving them uh, no incentive to go out and work. You know, all they do is and you know the other thing is this, by doing this, it may seem great after in the in the beginning like, oh, well, you know. But after a while, when these people are here getting handouts all the time and not doing a job, they become jealous. And our crime is going to go up. I guarantee. Well, it's already going up.
1: Yeah, I was going to say. No, it's already through the ceiling. If you look at the fi- uh, the failings of Joe Biden, with the economy, the security, the border, the list goes on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's just another uh, another check mark to uh, click off there that he has failed on every single account and. Now you're going, "Oh, but the news is saying." Well, again, now that's interesting. I put it into an AI, and an AI is programmed by liberals, <laughs> for right. the most it's part. True. Yes. And and it came up with three pages of failures of Joe Biden saying we've got to change this. And I'm going oh. like, you know, and I, that was a that was interesting saying You know, Biden's talking about in the news and saying, oh, no, this economy is doing well. But, yet you know, you're you're not feeling a good economy. You're feeling a bad economy. I'm feeling a bad economy. Everybody that's listening right now is not where they would like to be. And it's not good, like the left is saying. And they're faking the numbers. Even some of the left media has finally said, you know, these numbers aren't right. Come on, man. You know, uh, if we're going to tell a lie, let's make sure that we can at least... Argue it? It's not arguable. Your ship has sunk. I mean, you're you're scraping the bottom of the pond with our economy right now. And Joe has put us there. And there's no hope of righting the ship or floating the ship. We're sunk. And he has not a clue how to fix it, or he doesn't care to fix it because there is an alternative agenda here, and I don't think it's for the good of the people.
0: Well, we're being, we're being sold a bill of goods in a lot of ways, by the way. Uh, you know, uh, you heard about the—maybe you haven't, because I had a little difficulty finding stories. The U.S. is carrying out uh, airstrikes uh, with the British and, I believe, the Australians and the Canadians uh, in Yemen against the Houthis. Yeah. The Houthis are backed by Iran, so it really is against Iran. And you know, people are saying, "Well, it wouldn't be happening if Joe didn't give the billions back to Iran." You know, the uh, large satchel of cash that he did uh, not too long ago. Um, they are uh, every single every single thing that Joe touches turns to mush. Everything. I mean, he look what he did with Afghanistan. It turned to mush. Mm-hmm. Look what he did to the southern border. He touched the border, right? Turned to mush. Mm-hmm. Uh, our, fallen, our foreign policy all over the world has turned to mush. I mean, we were told that the Chinese are preparing definitely, most definitely, to go into uh, Taiwan. It, it It's not a matter of will they, it's when they. Even President Trump has said, no, it's going to happen. They will be going into Taiwan.
1: Yeah, and that's going to be a big loss for us. I mean, China has got a long agenda. Now, in fairness to the United States, we have been economically and militarily stronger than them. And we still have the assets. We have the assets. We don't have the manpower anymore. We woked it out. And uh, we didn't work it out. We woked it out. So you understand what I'm saying. But we still have the assets. But the point is we don't have the mindset anymore to be the leading and strongest nation in the world. We have Joe Biden running the ship and China sees that and they see the opportunity to come in. They have agents here. They've been spying on us since before Trump. And we've known about it, but mm-hmm. nobody cared to tell him about it or anybody else. I think Obama knew about it. I I know Joe knew about it because Joe is in cahoots with China and we let them get away with it. They've been floating these balloons forever Mm -hmm. and somebody accidentally saw one. Right. And that's the only reason we know about it, but they're still doing it to this day. Your little smart device. It might be in your pocket called a cell phone. You know, if it's turned on, it's like my Alexa, which has a different name. So she's not going to talk right now, but she's listening. You know, she listens to everything and it's, A lot of it's Chinese technology. Do you think if they got spy balloons here, they don't have something in this thing that's going through the internet and going to some little collective place where they have
0: a? To give you an idea of where our government is at, um,
1: hell in a handbag. Listen,
0: listen to this. Uh, You you know that we're attacking Yemen. Okay, we're dropping bombs in Yemen. Do you? What I didn't know, I found this out yesterday, is that Tony Blinken, our Secretary of State, mm-hmm. before he uh, he you know, authorized the attack, he sat down with uh, allies in the Middle East. Quote right. say, allies in quotes: Turkey, uh, Iraq, uh, you know, Saudi Arabia, uh, all these Middle Eastern countries. He said he's had a, I guess a. Uh, a sit down with them, and he said, "Look, we're gonna we're gonna be attacking Yemen, and we're gonna take out these sites, and it's gonna happen any day now. But uh, but keep this keep this between us. One of the first things you know that happened when some of these people left the room is they picked up the phone and called Iran or called Yemen. So I would be willing to bet you dollars to whatever that um, that the missile sites that they hit." probably didn't have a lot of missiles in them probably oh, didn't no. have probably didn't have a lot of personnel in them because they were warned by our secretary of state to, to that they were going to do this you know no secrets with these people i mean we've got the most incompetent people all you have to do is look at them look at tony blinken he has this high school kind of shrug boy kind of attitude and you say to yourself would you want this guy, never mind being the Secretary of State, would you want him represent, representing you in a slip-and-fall case in district court? I mean, this guy has no friggin' presence. He is just a hollow suit. Then you got, you got Lloyd Austin, right? You got our Secretary of Defense, who decides, I think I'm going to go and check on my prostate. And he goes in, I guess— uh, Without telling the president, without telling the vice president, without telling anybody. As a matter of fact, his assistant found out when she was on vacation in Puerto Rico. You know, a phone call from the Secretary of State's office. I'll be away for a few days. It's the ball's in your court. And even then, I believe she didn't leave her vacation. She just stayed in touch from wherever she was. You know, whatever beach she was sunning herself or he was sunning. I mean, it, it is absolutely. Dereliction of duty, of on the part of Lloyd Austin. But what does Joe say? Well, I still think he's a really good uh, Secretary of Defense, and he has all my support for all that he does. I mean, this guy. And by the way, Biden. If you saw him yesterday walking around Allentown, uh, it, it, you gotta, you gotta wonder how the heck we've gotten this far with this guy uh, at the helm, because. He is absolutely lost. He, I mean, it looks like when they walk him around, it looks like they're taking somebody out of the uh, assisted living for a little sun and recreation. Everything with Joe Biden during this tour was eye-popping, deer-in-headlights awe. I mean, mm. somebody shows him something, and his eyes, he, he looked like a very sick a man who has dementia, okay? That's what he looked like. And this is our president. It would be sad if it wasn't for the fact that this was the commander-in-chief of the United States of America,
1: you know? Well, you know, none of the people that are in the cabinet now working from the top all the way down, they have no work ethic. In other words, you know, somebody that's dedicated to their job, they could be on vacation, it breaks. They turn around and they go, okay, I'm going to telecommute on this thing or I'm going to get my butt back there and I'm going to do something. I'll be in contact right? and we'll get this righted. You know, it's a work ethic. And, you know, yeah, okay, so uh, you're a clerk at the, you know, the overnight gas station that has a little convenience store. You know, I might get that where they go, you know, screw it. I'm on vacation. I'm not coming in for so-and-so. Um, but when you have something where there are consequences and and people involved, And that you know, and then you're going. Well, I'm on vacation. Uh, Yeah, uh, just leave me a message. I'll get back to you if I think it's important. Right. And then the person that's in charge that goes, well, I'm not going to tell anyone that I'm having a procedure done. I'm just going to go do it, and uh, you know, call so and so and leave them a message. And if it's important, they'll get to them. That is the work ethic of our leaders now, from Biden down to Buttigieg to Kamala to. You know, my, all of them. You know, Bill,
0: we're being told that he has prostate cancer and it was a procedure for prostate cancer. My question is, is that really the story? Are we being no, told the excuse. truth?
1: He's going to have a miraculous uh, recovery, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, it's a miracle, nothing short of a miracle. And if he does have it, I hope he does get a miracle. I don't want to see anybody die from that disease. You mm-hmm. know, I mean, uh, I wish everyone a good, healthy, prosperous life. You know, I'd like to see Americans live longer Mm -hmm. and enjoy the fruits of their labor. But there are people that say, well, if you're living longer, you need to work longer. Uh, You need to do this. And like, wait a minute, where, you know, where was it etched in stone by a burning bush in West Texas? that says, you know, you, you elected official get to control all of my life. Why can't I work to get to a plateau to where I can enjoy, you know, These years of my life, you know, but no, no, they just want us under a mushroom working for them. And that's it. Did you hear about, uh, you know, there's a lot of
0: stories we're not being told, being told about. Um, Mm -hmm. This is something which is completely uh, off the radar. I I haven't heard this from anybody. This happened, I guess, a couple of days ago. Um, They found some tunnels in... New York. Did you hear about this?
1: Last oh, time I heard about tunnels, well, uh, it goes back to the slave trading. Listen to this.
0: Uh, the illegal tunnel discovered under a historic Brooklyn synagogue com- uh, comprised, uh, I'm sorry, compromised the stability of several structures around the religious complex that was under. It was under a synagogue, uh, a Hasidic synagogue in, in synagogue, Brooklyn. yeah. And now what the rumors are, the story supposed to, the rest of the story that the mainstream media is not saying is they found uh, children's clothes, mattresses and uh, high chairs down there. Now, I don't know. I mean, I'm just telling you what the st- and the media is trying to poo poo that like, oh, my God, and, you know, this conspiracy theories are but usually where there's smoke, there's fire. Yeah. I mean, there. Why would they have tunnels under a synagogue in Brooklyn? I mean, what's the what's the purpose of this? But they do have them, and they did find them, and uh, they're now being searched by the police, and they're being cordoned off, and you're not you're not allowed to inspect them for quote instability. Um, you know, supposedly they're making other buildings unstable, and it's not safe for anybody to go down there. Yeah. Um I I find that amazing. The other story that I heard and I've heard nothing about this in mainstream media is that the Clintons and Gavin Newsom are vacationing in Mexico. Did you hear about that?
1: Yeah, I did hear about that. There's also uh the you know Gavin said, "Well, I'm not running for president." No, 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 no. You know, maybe in the next cycle, but not this time. Mm-hmm. Now comes the word that this boy is running wholeheartedly for president. This time around. So what does that mean for Joe? Is Joe going to step down? Are they going to find a way to weasel him in? Um, what a I lot mean, of
0: people are wondering is, why is it that the Epstein-List book comes out, Hillary and Bill are prominently mentioned throughout the book, and suddenly the Clintons pack up their bags and head south? Are they looking to find safe haven, maybe, uh, in a place where they can... Uh, live their normal lifestyle, you know, in Mexico? Are they trying to
1: negotiate something? I mean, I'm just... Well, why is Newsom with them? I mean, is he mentioned in the uh, thing? I don't think he is. In the what? No, he's not
0: mentioned in the... Well, you know, (laughs) I don't... It's the whole list out yet. I don't know. Maybe there's more to come. He could
1: be, but, you know, I mean... But it is odd that they're getting together, and what that tells me is that... um, these two people, these two cats, the Clintons, uh, they're power brokers for something very nefarious and evil. And, you know, the, the word that Newsom is going to run, you know, is a scary thought. Because you look at California, don't oh. look at his name, don't look at his face. And I don't think he's that handsome of a guy, but then another guy. Uh, but some people, oh, would you buy a terrible. car from that guy? Absolutely not. Put him in a checkered suit, and that's it, man. He's is. Uh, you know. You'll he's, love he's, it. It's he's, been only
0: only driven by a little old lady back and forth to, to church every Sunday. It's amazing. You'll love it. Don't
1: kick the bumper. The glue's not dry. You know, it's... Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, but... You
0: know. <laughs> exactly. That's Gavin Newsom. He is a... You know, I hate to say that. I don't want to disparage used car salesmen because he's worse, but... Uh, and, and they... They sell him like he's the next generation of politician. Ooh, Gavin Newsom. Just look at what
1: he's done to California. I mean, he's... Well. Oh, yeah, they're in the toilet. I mean, as a matter of fact, they are essentially bankrupt now. Um, but what he's doing to them, he would do to us. Look what he's done on, you know, the the old Obama thing of, uh, you know, I got a pen and I got a phone. You know, I, he's... Um, He's he's doing what he wants to do by hook or crook, uh, which is what our government is doing, yeah. too. And, yeah. uh, you know, their, their economy has gone there. Their, their uh, people are fleeing out of there because they can't take it anymore. Uh, they've got gun control out the wazoo. He becomes president. You know, they will come knocking at your door. We have records. You have a gun. Well, I sold that gun. Who? Where's your receipt? You know, you could have taken it to a gun shop that's no longer in business. And sold it there, you know, and um, I can't imagine
0: matter. Gavin Newsom being the answer for the Democratic Party. It just can't. I mean, I know Carmela isn't. She's a she's a waste of space. But well, uh, there's got to be some alternative for the Democrats that they just aren't
1: pushing right now. Well, the Demo- no, the Democrats are looking for control and power and they just need a face. They need a body. How about Chelsea Clinton. G- well, now you know I've thought about her. She's a she's a name that nobody is talking about, and she's, you know, you think her mother is bad. Her oh. mother raised her, and she's even worse. And they they've had her very quiet, and she's of age now, I
0: believe. Oh, I think Chelsea Clinton is uh, uh probably in her thirties. She's married. She has uh the wherewithal. She's a close confidant of Hillary. I mean, she might be. Uh, Hillary might push her might say hey look at it if you not if not me then why not chelsea you know i mean uh, you
1: see yeah
0: it, it would uh, it would be a logical move the, people talk about michelle obama i don't see it i, I just don't see it uh, she has a lot of questions about uh, her that haven't been answered and i don't know whether they want to answer them publicly right now they got a sweetheart deal like barack sits in his uh, sweatpants and he rules the nation while he tells Joe what to do, and Joe dutifully does it. Uh, and he doesn't have to take any blame for any of the mistakes he makes. Or yeah, the, but
1: Barack is worried about Joe because uh, there are things going on that he's going, Joe, ain't the answer anymore. And, yeah, yeah they're, they're, look, the, the, the other shoe's about to fall, and I don't know what that shoe is going to be. But the interesting thing is, I think I told you well, before the show, new Gallup poll out that? there. The Gallup poll says that out of all the people surveyed, and there were a lot, only 27% identify as Democrats. Wow. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, that, that, that's amazing. You know, I don't know whether I, I believe in polls. You're going to find out, by the way, on Monday how accurate polls are, because, you know, the the Ohio caucuses are Monday. Of course, now they're saying there's a blizzard out there and the weather's terrible and it's going to be a a bad day for uh, the caucuses. But, uh, you know, that's going to give them a chance to... Blame it on the weather, you know, if, the, if things don't work so
1: out. So what you're saying, oh, the weather outside is frightful. Oh, and it what is. you made is doubtful. Yeah,
0: but the thing is, they're saying that Trump is going to win by, I think he's ahead of Nikki Haley by 34 points right now. So, uh, I mean, if they come back and say, well, Nikki Haley won Iowa. I don't know how, th- how that happened. My, I, I just think that um, the polls are useless and i think that p- people are too much every time they come around people put a lot of stock in these polls they sell them like they're accurate and then when the elections happen they're never right but i got to place uh, i gotta, go ahead
1: well i was going to say do you trust rand paul
0: well i got something for rand paul he was uh, he made a comment yesterday and uh, right.
1: about he, Nikki haley Trump, you know, wait, wait, wait wait a
0: second wait wait let let rand say it please uh, yes. all right rand paul speaking to uh, the american people
2: Good morning, everyone. As I told you yesterday, I'm ready to say something about the presidential race. I've had a long relationship with Donald Trump, and there's a lot to like there. I'm also a big fan of a lot of the fiscal conservatism of Ron DeSantis. I think Vivek Ramaswamy has been an important voice. Also, have listened to and met with the independent Bobby Kennedy. I'm not yet ready to make a decision, but I am ready to make a decision on someone who I cannot support. So I'm announcing this morning that I'm Never Nikki. And if you go to NeverNikki.net, you can let her know that you're not a supporter either. I don't think any informed or knowledgeable libertarian or conservative should support Nikki Haley. I've seen her attitude towards our our interventions overseas. I've seen her involvement in the military-industrial complex, $8 million being paid to become part of the team. But I've also seen her indicate that she thinks you should be registered to use the internet, that people posting ideas anonymously. I think she fails to understand that our republic was founded upon people like Ben Franklin, Sam Adams, Madison, John Jay, and others who posted routinely. For fear of the government, they posted routinely, anonymously. And I think her failure to really understand that or to think that you should register through the government somehow for the Internet is something that should disqualify her in the minds of all libertarian-leaning conservatives. So I'm announcing today I'm Never Nikki. You can go to NeverNikki.net and sign up and show her that you're Never Nikki also. Thanks.
0: That's Rand Paul, and I happen to agree with him. Nikki Haley cannot be trusted. I mean, President Hmm. Trump... He thought she was a reliable person at one time. He made her the ambassador to the United Nations, and she stabbed him in the back. She said at a press conference, I don't have the audio on the system now, but she said, uh, I would never run against President Trump. Never. She's doing it. Yeah. She is uh, somebody who vacillates. If uh, the wind goes one way, she goes that way. If the yeah. wind changes direction, she goes the other way.
1: I think she's going to get more spiteful. Now, you know, now she's uh, going, well, I think Trump, you know, is right for the time, but uh, he's not uh, right for the time now. We need someone like me, younger and all this stuff, a new generation. You know, let's get out this generational thing and let's get down to uh, the content, the policies and uh, what you want to do and how you want to change it like what she's saying, oh, you got to register to uh, be on the Internet because we want to control what you say. And if it's not what we want you to say, you're not on the en- Internet. Well, that's more uh, authoritarian and democratic. And that's what the Democrats are doing. They have 96 percent of the media. She, they have she coaching came, sessions for them.
0: She came out yesterday and said, uh, the day before yesterday, and said, uh, we shouldn't crit- criminalize illegals. They're good people, too. They're good people, but we criminalize the illegals. Well, wait a second, Nikki, Nikki, to come into the country way the way they come into the country, no matter who they are, I'm not talking about the children, they have no option. They're being dragged across by whomever. But the adults that come into this country illegally, mm-hmm. what are they? They're criminals. They're breaking, they're knowingly breaking the law. They're knowingly, be, they're knowing, They're doing this. So isn't that the definition of a criminal? If you knowingly yeah, break so. the law, yeah. So, Nikki, you're wrong. They are criminals. You know, I'm not saying you uh, you hang these people. I'm not saying you do it, but you do escort them at least back to the border. I would suggest right. I would suggest that because we are a civilized, dignified, good country, that what President Trump has in mind when he talks about deportation is um, he probably is going to pack them up in a nice airplane chartered airplanes and fly them back to their country, which will be a lot more civilized and easy than the the trip they made to come up here. They may have taken days and weeks to get up to the border. They'll get home in a couple of hours and have a meal on the plane. That's the kind of thing that I think President Trump is going to do. You might, you might see them being loaded up on uh, C-5As. Those are those big cargo planes. Right. If you see that and you think, oh, they're loading them like cargo, trust me, they'll be
1: There'll be uh, seats in those planes. That's how they move. Yeah, but how many people can you put on those planes? How many flights is it going to take to get tens of millions of people back over?
0: Well, I mean, and, you know, I, I think that you you have to start. What, the journey of a 1,000 miles starts with the first step. One step, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think that uh, you have to start the move. now. And the other thing is a lot of these people aren't going to say, oh, I have to go back. Well, okay, I'll go back. Now, a lot of these people, when they hear that they're being uh, deported back to their home country, you're going to say, I'm not here. Try and find me, senor. They're going to disappear into the woodwork. Like, uh, uh, I won't say it because that doesn't sound uh, politically correct, but uh, they will disappear and they'll be hard to find, you know? Uh, Mm. But anyway, um, Kevin O'Leary, you know who he is?
1: Yes, I do. Yeah, he's on the Shark Tank. He's the. He's a good investor, but he's not happy with uh, the way things are, so I'll let you tell him. He was
0: on CNN as a guest, and they asked him about uh, the case in New York about his oh, yeah. real estate, and they they said, uh, you know, is, is President Trump really got a problem here? And Kevin O'Leary, trying to be uh, neutral, uh, had this answer. Listen. You've been doing real estate for decades, does this case strike you as odd?
3: Well, let's leave out Trump for a minute, and let's leave out politics, and just talk about what happens in real estate development anywhere. So. If you're a developer and you've got a building on on a block anywhere in America and it's worth, let's say, $500 million and you want to build a building right beside it, you go to the bank and say, this building is worth $500 million. I'd like to borrow a construction finance loan against this asset, and I want you to tell me it's worth $500 million too. And the bank negotiates with you and says, well, no, we think it's worth $400 million. And you fight it out. You're always trying to show your assets in the brightest light with the sunshine you can possibly determine for them you want them to be worth the very most because you're only going to get a 40 or 50 percent loan to value as it's called then you borrow that money in the case of a 500 million dollar asset maybe you get 250 million and you build a new building with a construction finance loan and so that's what this case is all about what and, and by the way forget about trump Every single real estate developer everywhere on earth does this. They always talk about their asset being worth a lot, and the bank says no. And that's just the way it is. So in this case, when I'm trying to figure out, and I'm not pro or con, or I don't care about the politics, who lost money? Nobody. The bank got paid back the construction finance loan, and a new building was built, and if, if you're going to sue this case and win, you've got to sue every real estate developer everywhere. This is all they do. This is what they do all day long, every day. So I don't think this thing will ever survive appeal, regardless of what the fine is. This doesn't even make sense. Now, look, I know Trump's got a lot of problems in other indictments and everything else, but... But this—if you're a real estate developer, you're watching this. You're saying, "What is this? This is ridiculous."
0: Kevin O'Leary talking about the Letitia James Engeron mm-hmm. case in New York, and
1: uh, I mean, I think he's right. There's no victim. Well, no, and they—but Trump's team has pointed that out. Trump has pointed that out, and they've said exactly what he's saying. I mean, O'Leary is just not wanting to get political on this, but it is a political hit. There's no other reason for what they're doing except to attack Trump. But there are consequences, because if they take him down for this, and let's say he loses on appeal, then every investor, every project out there is going to be quashed. It's not going to happen anymore, and because if it does... You know, then that that's grounds to say, wait a minute now. So
0: well, here's here's the problem I have. I think on, uh, uh I I do believe that he, no matter what the facts are presented to him, no how, no matter how good the case is that Trump's lawyers present to him, I think his decision his is made up. It's predetermined, and he's going to rule against Trump. And he's going to rule against Trump in a big way. Letitia James will go out there. She'll smile and get her victory lap. And I think I think when they go to the next level, I, I'm fairly confident it'll be thrown out because they've already made a comment about it. The next level, the appellate court has already commented about this and said there's no, no there there. Yet uh, this guy Engoron, he's not paying any attention to what they're saying. And the other thing is this: Let's talk about New York judges, all right? Uh, hmm. This guy Soros is getting a return on his investment right now. Trust me. You may hmm. say, "You may say, what are you saying?" Well, uh, there's another another judge in New York uh, who came down on Trump yesterday for f- over four hundred thousand uh, dollars that Trump was going to have to pay in New York Times legal fees uh, uh, for a different case. Uh, some case from his father's estate back in 2000. And and it is a preposterous amount of money, and it's ridiculous that he has to spend that kind of money to pay it off. But the ruling came down, and this, this guy, with all due respect, he looks like an operative. I'll just leave it at that, all right? He looked, this judge who ruled against Trump, I don't think he can get a fair case in New York. I don't think there's any judges in that system up there who are not corrupted in some way. Maybe they're there, but I sure as heck haven't seen them, you know. And we have a DA up there, Alvin Bragg. He's corrupted as hell. I mean, they say he can't find—they can't get a a legal case presented in Washington or New York for Trump. So where does Jack Smith get the cases tried— in Washington and New York. We have this chutkin in... Uh, yeah,
1: but aren't you supposed to be judged by your peers, not not uh, adversaries? Mm. And so it's it's not a fair... Neither place is a fair setting for Trump or anybody on the right. And the fact that, you know, why is there an anger on case there with a predetermined outcome? Well, even if they know it's going to be overturned, You know, the news is not going to talk about, well, it was overturned and thrown out because there was no merit. There should have never been a case. They're going to say, ah, see, he was found guilty. He's a crook. And that's their whole thing. It's the narrative that they can take and sell even after it's overturned, which may be after the election.
0: All right. It's time now to delve in the area of, ooh, Uh dare I say conspiracy?
1: (laughs) All right. Go ahead. But
0: it's Saturday, you know. It's we can do that on this program, but right, right, right. Um, do you think you're getting honest news coverage anywhere in the media?
1: No, I look. I I think it's been corrupt for a long time. It's just more evident now. There's and there are more sources for news now. They go, well, you see, you got more diversity out there. But if, uh, if all the milk comes from the same cow and the cow is tainted, uh, you know, then...
0: Uh, that's true. I like that, Bill. Good analogy. Yes, that's true. If it's all coming from the same cow, folks, it's the same sour milk. That's right. Well, so uh, No, I, I think you're absolutely correct. Um, for example, you know, we, we talked about the, the Tunnels case, uh, the Tunnels news story in New York underneath the synagogue. You would have thought that would have gotten some legs in a normal news cycle. I didn't mm-hmm. hear. I didn't hear it anywhere. I watch the most conservative site now is uh, TV channel is Newsmax. I watch it fairly regularly. I didn't see it mentioned. I was surprised, but I didn't see it mentioned. Uh, well, you know,
1: you're not hearing about the fact that uh, how did we uh, how did we escalate the Vietnam War? Didn't we do some bombing there? Oh yeah, oh yeah.
0: They they're talking. By the way, the uh, the sites that are conspiracy uh, sites out there, they're talking about, uh, expect that we're going to be red-pilled very soon. That term comes from the movie Matrix, the Matrix, red pill. Mm-hmm. We're going to be, uh, there's going to be an action that's going to take place very soon that is going to be a distraction. Uh, they, they're talking about we're going to lose a ship. They're saying we're going to lose a, a destroyer. Now, that may sound crazy. But that's a very distinct possibility out there now in, in the uh, well, in Yemen.
1: yeah, Yemen, and we're, we're bombing. So yeah. we're technically starting a war that you know, and they're attacking ships. We've seen that set up. What do we keep throwing out there? You know Now we have what 12 or 14 aircraft carriers. We're the only country superpower that has that fleet. One aircraft carrier can end the war all by itself.
0: Well, the ship, the uh, USS Eisenhower, that's where all these airplanes are coming from.
1: Okay, you know, we've got the Ronald Reagan. We've got the the Ford out there. We've got all these great ships, and they're relatively new. And, I mean, these ships can detect, you know, uh, a gnat-breaking wind. In China, when they're <laughs> in San true. Diego, and 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 before the before the other NAT can smell it, we've got a missile there to destroy that NAT. You know that's that's how mm. effective these ships are. And yes, they have a nuclear arsenal on them. Plus, they have a you know they have uh, planes that they can put in the air. They've got uh, drones they can put in the air. But the what they can do, one flat top can sit there and basically, you know, take out a, a country. So the that's theory, what we've
0: got. The theory is— How much
1: do these cost?
0: Oh, billions. Billions of dollars. The theory is that that if they take down one of our ships—they're saying battleships. We do not have battleships, friends. Uh, we stopped having them quite a while ago, but we do have sophisticated destroyers and things like that. A lot of our warships uh, are more powerful than any any of our old battleships. But we do have aircraft carriers. We take one of those down. That's like taking down, like Bill said, uh, a, a, one of the most uh, important segments of our military. I mean, it's just—and that's where I think they're going. And if they do that, Bill, they, they're they they're saying it's going to snowball, that we are, we're well, headed for a World War III-type scenario.
1: Look, only the wealthiest of wealthy countries can have— aircraft carriers, we've got like 14. I think China might have two or three and they don't have the technology that we have. Russia has got one that's in mothballs that never worked right. And that's where they are. India's got some, they got Mm -hmm. like three, you know, so these are countries and it's a flex of your financial might and, you know, strength might, but when the world, you know when the trade center came down what happened to our economy well, our economy cr- created for a while mhm yeah now uh, one of these ships probably is more expensive than that building or those buildings and you got to sit there and plus the lives the human lives the big the big asset on the ship we're talking the population you know, of a small town, but a sizable small town. Mm -hmm. These ships have a lot of crew that run those things, all the things. I mean, these things have their own power plants in them. They've got their own water recycling. They've got everything that they are a city on the water. They're a naval city. They're a fighting city. You take it down, you just put a hole in our pocketbook. And by the way, we don't pay for these ships' cash. They are financed part of our debt. So, you know, whatever they cost, they will just add that or double it or triple it to the debt that's already there because that's going to be the felt loss. You know, I guess what I'm
0: I'm concerned with is the fact that we're not being told the true story about anything. The media, I'm not saying that it, in every case the media is lying. I do believe there are key members of the media who know what they're doing and they are lying and encouraging the lie. And that snowballs into the subordinates carrying the same narrative, not, not knowing that they're lying, too. I don't think everybody's a liar in the media. I just think they're misinformed and they're spreading that misinformation. But uh, I do think that uh, we are on the verge of something very scary. We talked about this before, Bill. We have an election in 10 and a half months. Uh, we talk. I don't about- think we're going to
1: make it there. Yeah. I, something bad is going to happen. I've even said we're either well, going to be at war or we're going to lose a presidential candidate. Or you know, I think we're going to lose one or two. Um, to be honest with you, it well, is somebody just-
0: somebody mentioned that that uh, they uh, they wouldn't be surprised if the if uh, if they talk about that assassination word, but they also talk about it w- when it comes to uh, the current president. You know, this is speculation, by the way. These are, you know, these are scenarios, and this is something which uh, I would say that we, uh, you have to take it very, very, very seriously. Well, uh, they, they, they do want the Democrats want to change at the top because they don't think Joe will come close to winning in the next election, and they, they want to do it ASAP because they want to build uh, a narrative for the new candidate. You
1: know. Well, the, let me ask you this. You know, you don't have to take Joe out physically. I mean, they could appear to because he's got doubles and they can let him go on and live his life. But is he going to get the, oh, oh, we've got to unite around the Democrats now because we lost our, our democracy, our president. Is that going to get their numbers up or will it give them the cloak that the people are bleeding their hearts out? They don't have to physically gain any numbers at all. They could tank in the toilet, here, Bill. but it's going to give them the backdrop to steal the election.
0: Here's what I think. I do believe, as opposed to when they assassinated President Kennedy. In President Kennedy's time, the media was controlled 100%. The narrative was what the narrative was. They developed and maintained the story, and you believed it. We believe that story. Most of us believed it for decades until we started to have social media and talk to each other. And we realized, hey, maybe they did do something else to Kennedy. But I do believe that the people who would do something like that, who would commit a, an assassination of one of our candidates or a president, I think that they realize that it won't be effective anymore. It won't be as effective as it was in 1963 because people have seen through this. They will but know who? that. No, they, they. But they'll know that it was it, that is a false flag, and it should never have been. You know,
1: it's being done by some nefarious group in the background. Okay, Try, let's 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 look at this. Who do uh, you know? Who do uh, you know? The Republicans have who to step in for Trump because Trump is a clear winner. We know that they're trying to trip him up and you know and and stop him from being on the ballot. But it's here's not what I know:
0: it won't be Nikki Haley. It won't be Well, either. how do
1: you know that? Because the Dems and the left are pushing her, and Rand Paul's word alone is not going to be enough to stop that. Let's just say they take Trump out. All right, you got, you've got a hundred
0: million Trump supporters. Do you think one of them will vote for Nikki Haley? Well, I'm one that won't. But you know, I mean, I'm talking about die-hard Trump supporters would never well, back Nikki Haley. Well, do you Haley. think?
1: Do you think that uh, that the overwhelming majority voted for Biden? Well, now we're talking about stealing the election, and I'm not right. talking it about that. it doesn't matter. I, they can't. No, I'm know, talking about honest.
0: Can... I'm talking about honest. If it were an honest election, I think that but every you... Trump supporter would never vote for Nikki Haley.
1: Well, no, they would never vote for Nikki Haley, but how do you know that she's just not a, a dark horse in there to let the Republicans think that something is going on, and they'll give her the numbers that she needs, but they might sit there and run a newsome. You know, what happens if both candidates get taken out? Then where are we? You
0: mean uh, Democrat and Republican? Well, I think that you'd find that somebody like uh, uh, an also-ran like Ron DeSantis right now would come closer to the forefront. People would, there'd be more scrutiny. I think you'd find that a lot of Trump supporters who would have backed him wouldn't look at Nikki Haley. They would look more at the Vivek Ramaswamy or... The Ron DeSantis, not a Nikki is so, so different from uh, from Trump that she would not benefit from a loss, uh, a Trump, uh, you know, uh, stepping out of the the arena, you know, and, or being removed. No,
1: she's not. But they're they're trying to make that narrative because they want to sit there and re-sculpt the political. What landscape. do you think? So th- what do I think? Yeah. Um. Well, I don't know that Trump's going to make it to the finish line because by hook or crook, they're going to try to get him out of it. But, uh, you know, I can only sit there and hope and pray that he gets to the finish line and that it's a fair election. If he lost by the real popular vote, then I would say if I knew that, so be it, because then that's what the American people want. And if Joe won by the popular vote, but we get to look at it afterwards uh and and if we go no those are real then i would accept it and say the american people are stupid uh that would be my thought um but i don't think they're stupid i think who's stupid are the people that are pulling the strings you know trying to work the levers behind the curtain and you know they don't realize it but the curtain is open and we see their butts you know and we know who they are and i but i don't think we're up for a fair election I think that we are up for some political mayhem that's going to go on that's going to be bad. I think we're going to lose a candidate uh, or two. I uh, Do you see a I terrorist attack between now and the election? Yeah, I do. I do see a terrorist attack. I do th- see us going into war. But it won't be a Vietnam. I think that it will be I, – I would hope. I would hope that we wouldn't be stupid enough to fire off the nukes. But, you know – we're big enough of a country that they could sit there and say, hmm, let's see how we're going to teach these guys a lesson. You know, we'll put a nuke right in the middle of Boise, Idaho. You know, it's not that big of a loss for that country, but it will be a financial thing and an eye-opener there because they, now they got to choose whether they want to die or not. Are we going to go launch a nuke on somebody else? What's going to happen here?
0: I don't think, you know, the difference between the Biden administration and Trump was that with, uh, with Biden, they know how weak he is. I don't think there is a leader on the planet that fears Joe Biden and his administration. I don't believe they take him seriously. But I think with Trump, they couldn't figure him out. And his bravado scared the hell out of them, And I think they in some way feared what he might do. I mean, people may say, what do you mean? No. I think this guy, Trump, carries himself in such a way that they, he keeps his opponent off balance. It's like a wrestler, a wrestler who can't, you know, who's winning the the wrestling match. The, one of the tricks is to keep your opponent so that he's off balance all the time, you right. know? And I think that's how Trump works. Uh, so I, I think— uh, I think we're going to have a problem. I think that there's going to be uh, a terrorist attack probably very soon. Now they're mentioning what we've talked about on this program. And I think to myself, are they listening to our show? We talk about Hezbollah being in Hmm. this country, right? Hezbollah uh, having military aged men coming across our border and setting up a unit right here. Now they're saying, well, it could be Hezbollah and it could be soon. Yes, it could be soon. Yes. And yeah, it well, be anywhere. we've talked
1: about a lot of things on this show that all of a sudden end up out uh, in the mainstream world, and you got to wonder. Wait a minute, we were the only ones that talked about it, and then here a few days later, exactly yeah. what we said, like the em- eminent domain thing. That I'm, I, it's been so many days, I've forgotten what it was. But
0: yeah, eminent domain. We talked about that uh, uh, as as far as uh, taking over control of of uh, what was it? Um, was it the farmland? Uh, anyway, the story was.
1: Well, the government can take anything. I mean, they can eminent eminent domain your home. Oh, I know it. We, we were it.
0: talking about the illegals. By the way, right. there's another story today. I have it in my stack of stuff that that uh, says uh, uh the, now they're talking seriously, the government may very well come for your home because you may maybe you don't own it and they want to come by and and they want to take it away from you so they can stick illegals there. Maybe they're going to want a room, you know, uh, down the road. You, yeah, the, just you,
1: because you got it financed yeah, doesn't mean that they can't take it. Well, you don't can,
0: own it right? until you own it. You know what I'm saying? The bank really owns it until well, you paid actually, it
1: off. You, do you know that when you buy the land and you've paid it off and it's your land, you can only pass it down for so long, and it reverts back to... The government.
0: I didn't know that. I mean, my house that I paid for isn't it's my house
1: forever. No, it's not your house or your family's house forever.
0: Even though they're paying taxes on it every year?
1: Well, that, they'll allow you to pay the taxes. Oh, on I know it. that. You keep paying, yeah. t- paying taxes on it, but if they want to take it away, they can take well, it away. Well, eminent domain
0: time. is that, Bill. Eminent domain mm-hmm. says that they can, you know, when you see a highway go across a state and you say, isn't this wonderful? Not for thousands of people who had their homes removed. There were farmers, for example, in Pennsylvania. The uh, Pennsylvania Turnpike, which, by the way, was the first uh, Pennsylvania, first uh, state turnpike in the country, uh, interstate highway. Uh, this thing, it took out home after home, farm after farm, by eminent domain. And eminent domain says, "I know you own the property. I know you pay the taxes. I know your family lives there and has for generations." But for the sake of the state, the well-being of the state, we are taking control and ownership of your land. Oh, we'll pay you. We'll pay, pay you fair market value. Fair market value. You never get when you get on the open well, market.
1: You know, you can buy or lease a place and you have homeowner association dues for the maintenance and the upkeep and all of these other things and the rules. You know, well, that means that when you bought the place, somebody still holds control of the paper of how you can live there and what you're responsible for. And that's all they got to do is go to that person and sit there and say, well, you know what, we want to, you know, you've got people living here. They've got a three-bedroom condo. They only use two. Or they use one for an office and one as a guest room. We want those two rooms.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting. Uh, When you have a mortgage... And, and I know this because I've refinanced and stuff like that. But let's say you buy a house and get it through uh, this mortgage company. Well, while you are paying that mortgage, that mortgage company can be sold to another mortgage company. Now, they're selling your mortgage to another company because that mortgage has value. Because mm-hmm. they own, essentially, that property that you're paying off. Even they though
1: own the you, debt. They can sell it to another bank. It can yeah. be... It can be so. As a matter of fact, in the bonds and everything, it can be sold. It can be all packaged together and sold to a foreign enti- uh, entity.
0: And can not banks foreclose on your property when they essentially want to? I mean, no, can't, can't, if can if they hold yeah. the mortgage, they can say, uh, "I know you're paying the mortgage. I know you're doing this, but uh, we have to. We're uh, we're calling in the note." I think that there's an out clause on most mortgages where they can essentially call in the note at any time. Banks never have a document where they're not uh, the one who benefit from it, no matter what. You have a mortgage, you say, oh, I got a nice rate, I got this, I, I'm paying this much a month, it's my house. Well, the banks always it's not have, your an, house. They have an out clause. They have a way of screwing you no matter what. People are surprised. Sometimes they'll come along and say, I'm paying my mortgage, I'm paying my taxes, and they just foreclosed on my house. You know, they just called in my note.
1: Yeah, so, and if they call in your note, you're still responsible for the remainder of it, even if they call it in for no a reason at all but to take it away from you. They might sit there and say, we'll give you fair market value, but is it fair market value? Really? Wow. We could we could talk forever, Bill.
0: This has been a fun show. Um I, yeah, I, I didn't uh, even
1: get to do my little kid thing here. That uh, I was. Well, do, you
0: want to do it? It's a Saturday program. It'll be a long show. Well, I show. mean,
1: I, I don't have the setup for it. You know, I was. I was oh, looking we'll do at it different... on Monday. It'll be something to look forward to. Uh, you yeah, want to give I mean, us a tease, would... or you want to just? Well, well, I don't us? know if. Uh, well, you know, I, I was just looking at. You know, we talk about Epstein Island, right, and, and the kids and everything. And, oh. You know, I was looking at at uh, abortion numbers, and I said, "Well, you know, what are the real numbers out there?" So I'll just tell you, 76% of children born uh, in the U.S. are, are neglected. Do you know that? 76%? Are neglected. 16% are physically abused. Oh, my God. Are, you, are these real numbers? These are the actual numbers. This is in the U.S. alone. Now, I did tell you that the U.S. is the number one sex trafficker around. Now, I don't know that I buy this number, and I don't buy it because I think it's too low, given those other two numbers that are up there, because it's how things are qualified and identified. You know, if you look at uh, just trafficking, they say it's 0.2%. But kids that are uh, sexually, severely sexually abused, well, that's 10%. So I would say you lump that all together, you got 10.2%, which is still a pretty high number. That means... Ten kids uh, or ten point two kids out of a hundred are are trafficked.
0: I'm sitting here with my mouth open. That that is I know no. I know it's going on, but I didn't realize it was so big a number. Um You know, it goes well, back it goes back, Bill, to that that preposterous, ridiculous tunnel story that can't right. be accurate in Brooklyn, right?
1: One third of all children in the United States, are unplanned, unwanted, basically unwanted. You know, we don't have uh, an abortion problem here. You know, where they say, "Well, that's why we need abortion." We have a we have a stupid parent problem, and maybe these these were kids once that were young that were abused themselves, and not educated properly, and maybe we need to go back. And uh, do some educating of our adult. Population. I think what we do
0: need is we. I think we need to bring God back into our country.
1: God, well, we're pushing God out. They're sweeping God out. You know, but you know those numbers disturb the hell out of me. So I don't care what you say or what you think. You know, kids are you, when you were born, you were innocent. You know, and you were a little baby that looked up with with, you know. Yeah. Carrying eyes that, yeah. you know, and probably a little bit fearful as a baby, like, help me, I'm a baby. Yeah. You know? And kids only turn for one reason, because we turned them. We taught them to be how they become as adults. We got to talk but about those this. those numbers. We got
0: to talk about this more on
1: Monday, Bill. This is, yeah, too, so this is
0: too big a story. Save well, that, okay? We're gonna can, yeah, save that I'll, and all the facts.
1: Yeah, I'll save the numbers. the 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 thing that I'm saying, though, you know, you look at the Epstein thing. You look at, like uh, somebody said, "Well, I don't know why we're talking about all this and that because uh, none of these people are guilty of anything." What? Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, and you well, know, a lot of the bodies and, like have been found dead. Like you know, the the tunnels under that uh, synagogue in Brooklyn that the media is trying to avoid talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're trying to poo-poo the other the other theories about that tunnel as being conspiracy theories. Um, a lot of people who live in Brooklyn who have heard talk about it say, "No, there's more to this story." They've found, like I said, mattresses, child mattresses, uh, baby you know baby carriages, uh, uh, things that children would use. Why would you have a child in a tunnel? I mean, why? Uh, We'll talk about this, but there's a lot of, folks, there's a lot of evil corruption happening that we are not aware of. We Mm -hmm. are not aware of, and we've got to open our eyes, period, and be aware of this, because it affects, like Bill said, the most innocent and most
1: helpless in our society, children. and, and, And the other thing that's out there right now, and just be aware of it, you know, Dr. Fauci finally came out and said, yeah, you know, social distancing and the mask yeah uh, there was no science to it. We just, we it just, just came pulled, up with yeah. he said, he said, pulled that even, rabbit out of our hat. He said,
0: I don't even know where <laughs> it came from. I don't even know yeah. where it started from.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So all that crap that but we that went through. But that being
0: said, but that being said. Johns Hopkins University Hospital in Baltimore has issued a new mandate saying everybody has to wear a mask and I think UPMC UPMC in Pittsburgh has done the same thing.
1: And they're talking about, yeah, you got to get the new the, the new shots and now the evidence is coming out that well that was a scam too and it is I mean come on. Okay folks,
0: yeah. you got a bonus this week. It's we've gone way over. Hey listen, that's your fault. I, no, it's your fault. I hope you have a wonderful weekend, sir. You are traveling on Sunday. I know. Uh, Godspeed, and with a little bit of luck, we'll see you in in in. Uh, I, I
1: bounce between two locations. That's uh, that's that's. It, you you can't that. hit a
0: moving target.
1: <laughs> well, that's right. I'm on the run, man. Don't tell them yeah. I'm going to Nebraska. No, yeah, just... right.
0: Uh, our number is 833-538-7868. 833-538-7868.
1: I'm getting the hurry up sign here, so Jim and Bill at Jim and Bill at mail.com. Hasta la vista, baby! We are out of here!
0: This is CRN America. These days, when you want an answer about just about anything, you ask Alexa. You ask her about the weather. Seems like a lot to us too. But it's Alexa. Thanks for making us a part of your day. And tell your friends about It's Another Day.com. We could use an extra listener. I mean, what do you do when you only have 260 million?